Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. Well, that means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's do it. So for, for those that are celebrating, I, I guess a Merry Christmas is in order now. I would I would say so. Uh, this this is coming out on on Christmas morning. Uh, it's not a present you can unwrap, but uh, it, it's a gift nonetheless. Well, if if you're now you say that, but if your relatives were smart or were smart and or whoever friends relatives, random people that you pass in the street, if they were smart and did what we told them to do. They would be giving you an iPhone or whatever for Christmas, and they Pre, already like, preloaded the podcast. Pre-subscribed, yeah. Pre-subscribed oh, that's the podcast. Point. That's the greatest gift you can get besides most other gifts. Just keep um, that in mind for 2018. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that keeping in mind for 2018, I, I think this is this is a good good as good a time as any to, to say, I say to both of you and, and those listening, well done on, on making it this far through the year. Huzzah. And uh, hopefully you can uh, scrape it out through the end of the year. <laughs> just don't just don't watch the UVA bowl game. That would be my suggestion to you because they're basically getting a road game and they're going to lose money on it, which is unfortunate. Yeah, that's not great. Um, and and don't do what I did last year and drink two forties on New Year's Eve. Um, no, 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 you, no, no. You drank two forties, and, and <laughs> that's that's the problem. You're right. Uh, and and Sean and I are about to go to a spoon concert, Max. You're going to get bitten by poisonous snakes and spiders and <laughs> poisonous snakes. Poisonous snakes. Mm. Um, yeah, that's right. Going to Australia and New Zealand. That's right. Okay. And the UAE. Oh yeah. <laughs> we won't discuss how much you're going to pay to go in an elevator, but I I will remind you of that. I hope it's worth it. <laughs> I mean, I, I I do because like otherwise, I think you will you won't regret it, but you'll remember that you went up in an elevator for a decent sum of money. Though I assume everything's really expensive there. Um, no, but we we made it through the year, and that's really cool. And I, I I don't know. I I think Sean, you you might be similar in Max. Uh, hopefully the same, but I needed breaks from things this year and i needed to i don't know escape a lot i don't know if you both felt that way or not uh totally i mean you know it, it's kind of been there's been a crescendo of shittiness that started in january 2016 when david bowie died and it's kind of just continued to amplify itself all through you know obviously uh the the presidential campaign and, and donald trump being elected and now the first year of of his presidency is just about in the books and you know who knows we might have a a war with north korea by the time this podcast comes out it's basically it's just it's exhausting to to be a citizen of the world today yeah and and, you know escapism is definitely good yeah and a thing that a lot of you know a lot of podcasts a lot of um places that do sort of internet journalism will do kind of lighthearted year in review like these are the things we like these are the best books of the year these are the best albums of the year and, and we're going to indulge some of that in some form um i think we're gonna if i can 
pre-plug, I think sometime uh, this week between Christmas and, and the end of the true end of the calendar year, um, we're, we're collecting uh, some of our, our favorite songs of the year from from everybody who's uh, who's writing stuff for our website uh, and put that up in a post. But rather than just sort of talking about, oh, these are the TV shows we liked this year, I, I think we we've all kind of thought about this through a, a particular framework which is that yeah. you know again it's been an exhausting year to be alive and and yeah. you know it's just it's good to find things that can give you that that little bit of escape and Pierce I think you were you know when we were talking about this you were probably the the you were the first one who articulated that idea I, I know that then I kind of realized, oh yeah, the things that I liked this year followed that same track too. Yeah. But since you were kind of the the animating force <clears throat> behind this, why don't why don't you sort of o- open the you know open the discussion and, and talk about you know what what you were looking for out of things this year? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that I started thinking about this this task that as I disclosed to both of you I, I don't like the year end thing I'm, I'm not someone that's for the formalities of, of <laughs> hello or, or goodbye and things like that because that seems I don't know a little too structured for me but I did think as, as you've discussed there's a lot of there's a lot of shit going on I mean I was in Spain we've kind of been U.S. focus a little bit, but I was in Spain and they were in the midst of, okay, are we one country or two countries right now? Um, and what I really needed this year uh, was was a, an escape. And not just an escape, but suspending disbelief in the things that I looked to because there's so much to think about and there's so much unbelievable. There are so many things that I cannot understand how rational or how or why rational actors, seemingly rational actors, leaders of, of the, in this world would do the things they're doing or, or say that this makes sense and be able to not choke on the hypocrisy of things that happen. But I, I, so what I did is I found myself indulging in something I've really never done before, which is a lot of, you know, fantasy. And I listened to the things you you all mentioned, the both of you that that you kind of enjoyed this year, and it sounds like you did the same. Which is, I just needed to tune out every now and again. One one thing that my friend Danny, who's been on this podcast before, who's in law school, she she talks to me about the the idea of self care, and I'd never heard that phrase before until she said it to me and talks about taking time for self care. And that, that really resonated with me. And my self-care was getting into situations where I could suspend disbelief. Uh, I mean, Max, did you feel like you did that this, this year as well? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Just yeah. trying to escape from an onslaught of basically news cycles that you don't really care about, but you want to be, be tuned in. You want to be an, an active yeah. participant in society and a lot of that is like politics and stuff and it's exhausting well so. and and on that note it's and we just yeah, i discuss this with friends all the time what if you get involved with it and you start thinking about it it doesn't make sense but if you just accept it all and don't engage and aren't having your own thoughts you get really frustrated with those people because it's like no th- think about what you're saying think about what you're ingesting i 
uh, ingesting. Like we're we're eating, you know, some kind of pig's trough of, of news or, or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, the I mean, poison control warnings are all about if you ingest poison, which is basically what keeping up with the news twenty four seven has been this year. It's ingesting yeah. poison. Yeah, don't yuck my yum. All right. No, I'm kidding. Uh, what? Well, well, no, it's, it's some people's but, troughs you might think are poisoned, and they might think that yours are poisoned. And one of my escapes that I know you both didn't really participate in this year was was watching a lot of football. Yeah. That's not oh a popular That's well, I, so I, fascinating, but, because that, to me, has been one of the uh, sort of yeah. foremost forums for you know, uh, for how everything has been infected by this, you know, uh, by the, the wall-to-wall shit that's happened this year. So you watched your football without the politics. You were just completely in the fana- fantasy fanatical mode. That's really. amazing. No, that's, I mean, good for you. Yeah, I don't really, yeah. You you have an ability to tune things out that I don't. I mean, you also mentioned that you, you went to Maine. You went somewhere with no internet, so you... No, Maine has internet, just not where Max goes into Maine. But, uh, <laughs> Although I, I do have internet through my phone. Yeah, but you can you know toss that aside or, or drop it in the lake pond. I do actually. Exactly. When I'm up there, I will I will leave my phone on the table for the whole day and, and just it's, go without it. And uh, it's tough to do, but you, it's like when you have a place where you allow yourself to do that. Yeah, it becomes normal to do it, and it's it's very enjoyable. Yeah. Oh, and I, I think about it, and you continue to play. Both of you continue to play fantasy football, and I decided not to this year. So so part of my embracing fantasy was denouncing fantasy football um <laughs> but what you're talking about and and i know that you've both been very lively about your your fantasy football is that that is an escape it's it's you are in some ways sure. you are you're controlling this thing and it's it's aside from the news cycle you can watch the football without politics i mean <clears throat> sean to to actually get into the things that you did to kind of suspend your disbelief or what what have you is is there something that that sticks out uh i I know for me it was a lot of reading there's a couple things so i i did not read as much this year as i did in 2016 uh which i'm i'm pretty disappointed it with myself about uh but you know the i think the stuff i read i i by and large i really enjoyed um and, and you know i think i i I had a couple books that that really sort of stuck out to me. Um, one, I, both of which I I've talked about at some point on on the show, um, and they kind of do two different things. Meet Me in the Bathroom is this book about the evolution of the rock music scene in New York in the early two thousands, and it's an oral history told by uh, by people that were in the bands that were making this happen by the people who were writing the first internet blogs about you know cool underground music by the people who ran these legendary you know regularly scheduled parties that would happen in bars and and warehouses and empty rooms in brooklyn back before brooklyn was you know the most unaffordable place to live on the face of the flipping planet yeah, um, I, I want to say the TV on the radio guys, or, or I think it was them, so that yeah. you could get a whole floor for five hundred dollars, or yeah. in these warehouses. It's absurd. Um, so that that book was an escape from the present, in that it put you 
so indelibly in this other time and place and it was impossible to read it and not feel like I was in New York going to the Bowery Ballroom to see the Strokes play or, or you know catching one of the first killer shows uh, but far and away my favorite book that I read this year was Basketball and Other Things mm-hmm. by my one true hero Shea Serrano and it's just this sort of absurd book that's constructed around like each chapter was a question and some of them are more sort of explicitly basketball focused and some are just fucking crazy like who would do better if you like if you switched Carl Malone's life with the life of a bear like who would survive better for a year you know Carl Malone subsisting in the woods on on you know leaves and berries or a, a grizzly bear playing power forward for the 1990s Utah Jazz. Like, and, and he treats, he treats, like, at the same time that he recognizes that this is an absurd question and, and it, you know, he's, it's a humorous thing. He also goes about it in a very sort of business-like and serious way. Like, he accepts on, on this absurd thing's face that it's not, in fact, absurd. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there were two different reading experiences for me. Meet Me in the Bathroom, it took me, I think it probably took me about two weeks uh, of steady reading because it's a thick book yeah. and, you know, it's a lot of, you know, it's first person accounts. So it's a lot of going back and forth and, and tr- kind of trying to remember who is who, uh, especially for the people who are not in these bands. But, Basketball and other things, I essentially read in one night at a coffee shop. I was there for probably three hours and was just, I spent the whole time stifling laughter. Um, You know, I still think about um, certain chapters of of the the book. Like, there's one where he talks about (laughs) building the... um, the the perfect basketball player out of parts of other basketball players yeah and <clears throat> like he makes a point of choosing somebody's dick like <laughs> why like, why would you do that and just i it was so it was so enjoyable to read that for a whole night i was blissfully unaware of anything else that was going on i wasn't on my phone i wasn't looking at Twitter I wasn't you know I, I wasn't stressing over whether we were going to wake up tomorrow and there was still going to be a world around us um, and I just I really I really enjoyed that yeah no I, I think that that's that does you know resonate and I, I think that both of those are, are fantasies though though taken very seriously because you know you have Shea Serrano writing this book it's like these are things that will not happen but let's take them seriously anyways. And you go into this depth of it. And the the thing that's really fantasy about Meet Me in the Bathroom, which I also read and loved this year, is that this is in the very near past and that can't happen again. Uh, you know, one of the bars mentioned there, uh, was it Brown's, Brownies? Um, 
damn it, uh, closed. And I know that Will Chef of Ockerville River, who's who's an artist I really like a lot, is very angry about it closing. And Andy Greenwald, who who we like a lot here, um, who's at the Ringer now, he uh, you know he went on his first date with his wife there, and so they were very sad about this closing. But that's the cycle, and in some ways that's you know reassuring i think because you realize that things in the near past have changed so drastically and they seem impossible now and that is maybe unfortunately or fortunately reassuring that yeah it might you might feel kind of shitty right now but it can change rather mm-hmm. quickly uh, for me with reading uh there were there were two things that i did which were, were actually fiction and well chase around is fiction but in a <laughs> weird way uh I read all three Lord of the Rings at a pretty pacey clip, and um, I read uh, uh, two books by Haruki Murakami. Um, and in both instances, I mean, Lord of the Rings, it's this deep world of, of fantasy. It's a straight-up fantasy book, and I felt like I relished the opportunity to just totally... I had a professor, one of my favorite professors that I had, um, talk about the and I think we talked about this in the criticism podcast, but the totalitarian state of reading. And it's one that I always try to uh, get into, which is I'm going to assume everything this author is giving me. And then when I'm done reading, I'll, I'll, I'll think about it. And this offered me a, a great opportunity to do that. And I really needed that. And then Murakami, um, a book that I made Max read this year and he finished, it, it made me think of, I would describe Murakami as uh, Gabriel Garcia Marquez read 100 Years of Solitude, which there's like this um, magical realism is, is what it's called. It's these situations that are clearly there is a force going on that is not a natural one. But it's in a setting just real enough that you get it. But with Mirakami, you also get this Jonathan Franzen bit, which is this like domestic squabbles and domestic situation mixed with the... And then, so you've got that and then mixed with the magical realism. And that's how I describe Mirakami, which is these very relatable themes, which uh, not true fantasy. I needed something a little closer to real life, but not too close. And there's all this kind of magic going on something supernatural um this fantasy and no one really checks it no one really questions it they continue to engage and you have this story and you're able to to dive into it and um especially with Murakami, i i think i learned a lot about you know humans are are weird and we do weird stuff and that's okay and sometimes it's not necessarily up to us and uh, i don't know in both cases i was able to read books be they high fantasy or just kind of lightly dusted and i don't know i got a lot out of it did you max did you feel like uh 100 years of solitude kind of offered that at all yeah it's an interesting book i would recommend it um it's definitely different and it yeah i'd say it offered that kind of separation from anything unlike what i it's not anything like i normally read yeah uh are you are you a non-fiction or a fiction reader fiction okay good just just making sure i mean sean and Mostly, i just i guess right sean now, and i just trumpeted a non-fiction book but it's as we discussed I'm, it's fantasy now i'm reading like two to three books at the moment and all three of them are non-fiction so okay so you've you've gone to the dark side 
Uh, if that's the dark side. Uh, so, so we read. That's good. Reading is good. We're pro reading on this podcast. I, yeah, I don't read. I think enough. that's good. Uh, well, but does just, anyone? Huh? I said I don't read enough. But then I said, but does anyone? I, I read I a fair some, amount. This some year. people do. There are people who uh, say, like, I'm going to read a book a week, and they actually do it. Well, so to to get on the nonfiction bit a little bit, I did read. I am reading. It's taking forever. A nonfiction book, and just. Like, coming back to the real world, and I needed this, was uh, the Civil War book I'm reading. The idea of fiat currency, which we're kind of dealing with right now with the cryptocurrency boom. I, I think I can call it that. Or bubble, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> fiat currency was effectively, at least for Americans and maybe worldwide, was invented during the Civil War. Because you had these the same coast, and they didn't have any money, and they're trying to figure out what to do. And... The union did a better job of instituting fiat currency while also still being able to have currency that you could get paid back in specie, which I learned means in coin, basically gold. Um, and there was this one dude who had like no, very little financial experience. I think it was Sam and Chase um, who did the bonds and did them to fiat currency and it changed the world because now it's all fiat currency. And that, that blew my mind. That seemed so... That was true fantasy. They invented something that seemed bullshit, and it was able to work. Huh. Well, maybe if I feel like reading a, an, an encyclopedia, um, maybe I'll, I, I, maybe I'll I do love that. I love that book. But but also all the politics leading up to the Civil War, and when people say stuff now, I need to tune out and go back to something different. So, I mean, aside from I, reading, wait, what else hold did on. you... Before we do that, remind me one time, what is Gen- uh, what was George McClellan? What have I said before about him? He sucked. That's it. He <laughs> fucking sucked. He, so, again and again, speaking of fantasy, just, just for one moment here, <laughs> George McClellan is fighting Robert E. Lee's... He, they don't even have shoes. These Confederate troops don't have shoes. They're marching without shoes. And... And George McClellan is scared out of his pants because he thinks they have twice as many troops as they actually had. He thought they had 110,000. George McClellan had a huge-ass army. And he's like, oh, they have They have more than me. I need more, Lincoln. I need more, President. They had 40,000 troops. And he, he just, oh, oh, just so much, so much death and destruction because <laughs> he was living in a fantasy world but anyways i love how easy it is to just get you off on a george mcclellan tangent he's he sucked (laughs) i i've been to antietam before which is which is really wonderful um man he's a fool but uh, sean how how did you escape the foolishness maybe outside of of reading as we we've discussed this year so uh, you know uh, max you mentioned the dark side and and who reads as much as they would like to and and I've also indulged sort of the opposite end of of that sort of uh, cultural ingestion spectrum, and thanks to MoviePass, I have, you know, really in the last m- sort of month of the year, I have gone and seen a ton of movies in theaters, mm-hmm. and I've been reminded that that is a really enjoyable experience being in that contained environment you're not at home you're not on your couch watching on your tv with with all the distractions attendant to that setting around you you're in a room that is designed to give you the optimal enhanced movie watching experience 
you put your phone away, you know, and you just, you take something in, you take in a picture and, you know, I've, I've seen a, a, a spectrum of different movies, you know, it's sort of the same thing with the books. Like I saw Lady Bird, which was this incredibly realistic portrait of a, a family, you know, a, a girl coming to terms with where she fits in the world and, and what her relationship with her mother is like. But I also saw the new Star Wars movie, which I won't talk about because I know you, as we record this, you guys have not seen it. Um, but also I, I would assume that there's a, a chunk of people who are going to listen to this who haven't seen it, but I, you know, it was a thoroughly enjoyable movie and, and I saw Thor Ragnarok and Thor Ragnarok was great. It was funny. Um, you know, it, it was just, there were, it was just really good. And it was good to see that, you know, on a gigantic screen and, and just, you know, that is such an escapist thing to say, you know what I'm going to do for the next three hours? I'm going to go drive to a theater and, and sit in darkness and silence and isolate myself off from, you know, that war with North Korea could start outside and I won't know it because I'm watching a movie. Um, and, and that has been really great. Um, the other thing that I have, you know, that I've done, I have not, um, I haven't really traveled a lot. I haven't, I certainly didn't have a a main excursion like Max did, but I, I would have a lot of days where I would, uh, I would say, you know what, I'm putting in the headphones, you know, I'm not going to like look at Facebook or Twitter or anything, but I'm going to, I'm just going to go for a walk. I'm going to go explore my neighborhood. I'm going to walk around Charlottesville, maybe go find a a trail and and walk along the river um, and listen to something. And sometimes it was podcasts, you know, worked through the backlog of stuff you should knows or, or Marin or something like that. But a lot of the time I was listening to music and and specifically I was trying to listen to music uh for my radio show this year I started um I started doing an actual radio show on on the college radio station here in Charlottesville um and, and so in order to do that I've found myself more than basically ever in my life, more sort of invested in keeping an eye out for good and enjoyable new music. And so that, you know, I'm I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about specific things that I, I listened to that I liked. We'll do that. We'll do that more another time. Um, but just, you know, the act of, having that as, as sort of a, a chosen obligation, something that I, I, I made a requirement for myself. You know, I, I've, I heard some stuff that I didn't really care for, but I, you know, I happened upon a lot of other stuff that I really loved that I probably wouldn't have ever heard of otherwise. Yeah. Um, well, you, yeah. you kind of, by, um, by doing this, this kind of separate thing, this, uh, I, don't, I I don't like the word passion, but taking something that you wanted to do uh, on the side and you you kind of committing yourself to it, you you set up something that is you know 
you're you're happy to do and you're looking forward to doing and the yeah. research that goes into it you are happy to do it and i think that's a, as good an escape as any i mean creating we've discussed this before it's it's it, you created a hobby for yourself in some ways now it's more than that and i think a hobby is kind of a weird word but you you this is something that you are now you are someone who puts on a radio show and that's yeah that's really cool yeah and you know i i think I do think that it, it sort of circles back to this original idea of like, what, what was the theme of the year? Well, that this year, if you were sort of plugged in and, 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 and tuned into what was going on all the time, it, it was an exhausting year, but you know, it's always good. Like regardless of what it is, it is just sort of unambiguously good to have something that you feel like you can and, and want to throw yourself into mm-hmm. um, so like determining if I liked an album by the moms became a way that I could say alright for the next 50 minutes you know I, I'm I'm tuning out from the world because this is going to be the thing that I do this is what I'm invested in right now I'm invested in do I like this and do I like it enough that I, I want to uh, to use this platform that i have i don't know how big a platform a one to three a.m every other week slot on a low power college radio station in central virginia is but to use that platform to share it with other people too you know i I mean it certainly didn't qualify as a side hustle i don't like i don't get paid for it um i just i do it because i i love i love music and i it's been a thoroughly good and and you know, pleasant experience to go do that in the middle of the night and just be like, it's kind of crazy that I'm doing this thing, but I like it. Yeah. I mean, certainly you don't have an issue with, with putting things you work on online for free because you, you've done that historically a a lot. (laughs) That is, that is true. It's how we know each other. Uh, yeah, that's very true. Uh, Max, I mean, did you, did you create any hobbies for yourself this year? Uh, did, is that something you did? Uh, I don't know if I created any new hobbies, but I've tried to embrace some that I already had that are also kind of, that kind of take you out of, uh, you know, putting all your focus into them. I can think of uh, cooking and painting as mine, my go-tos. Oh, I nice. love putting on an album and painting for a while or cooking up a new recipe. The, the fascinating thing about it, your, your painting is, is I've seen your paintings. Well, I guess, I mean, do you, so... One theme I'm seeing with with what we're talking about, even the radio show, Sean, is um, these are things that you're you're doing by yourselves. And does mm. and your painting? I, I've never seen you paint. I know that you paint, or I know that I don't painting paint in front of other people. But painting goes very painting goes on because I see the product. I don't know who's doing it, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean these are all um, kind of experiences. I, I have one that's not by myself, but these are mostly experiences by yourself. I mean, is, you know, is that the, the self and self-care uh, going into these fantasy worlds? Uh, I, I think that's something that, for the most part, I, I did by myself, too, this yeah. year. Yeah. I tried to meditate. That doesn't really work that well. <laughs> it worked. If it was really relaxing, I almost fell asleep, though. Try to what? Meditating. Oh, yeah, that's definitely by yourself. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, well, it doesn't I, have to be, I don't think. But I, Yes. I think that's a natural thing. Part of the thing that is exhausting is the external 
and and so the, I think the natural impulse is okay if I want to escape from that, I I sort of necessarily or or at least the easiest way to do that is to go internal and to find something that you can kind of isolate yourself and do, you know, it maybe it's maybe it's more rewarding but it's harder to to find you know to find that thing with other people you know like we record <laughs> we record a podcast um you know but it, i think the the path of least resistance there is definitely what can i do that i can just it doesn't matter when i when i do it or where i do it like i can do this thing i can i i can read a book i can you know, I can come home after work and, and, you know, drink a beer or a glass of wine and, and do some painting. Um, you know, I, I think that it seems like we've all found things in our life this year that have been very valuable to us, Yeah. you know, from an enjoyment yeah. perspective and from that self care perspective, it, it's so, it's so important. And, and you're, you were right to point out, like, it's a thing we don't necessarily think about all that often. Yeah. And we and we should. Uh, I mean, Max, you 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 had a quizzical look. Is it because you drink uh, brown liquor instead of wine when you're painting, or what is it? No, no. I was just going to say that. Well, that's all well and good. I I don't spend a lot of time alone, um, personally. But I do have a few things that have, have that I do with people that are really enjoyable and also kind of separate. One of them, a shout out, was that when we were watching uh, Game of Thrones, we started cooking as a group friend group cooking before game of thrones and we've continued that tradition for sunday nights and that's really great yeah um and i also play trivia pretty much every week yeah and that's basically three hours where you're not really allowed to look at your phone for the for the, interesting for the record uh max did uh do uh for what was it when we did the the hot pie edition of of the sunday night thing uh you you carved a a dire wolf into the top of our do, do you remember what it was? It was like a... We made a shepherd's pie yeah. and then like a pot pie. Yeah, yeah. So it was carved a dire pie. wolf into it. They were very similar. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they were different. The funny thing is we, we cooked them separately, like even the insides, and they we really probably didn't need to. They were really <laughs> similar yeah. meals. No, I, that's, that's one thing I've learned from cooking this year is like once you know like a few things, you kind of, you know a lot of it unless you get really, really fancy. Baking is different, but like, yeah. You, you get into that. I, I, to to go to something that I experienced with with other people, but it was also a very much a just me experience. Is, is and I'm I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but I went to two national parks this year, and I'd been to Joshua Tree before, but very kind of briefly. But I went to Arches and and Canyonlands, which are in Utah, um, <clears throat> and I hadn't really been to national parks before. Certainly not like put on clothes to go hiking in them before that was like a big difference that uh as far as you know suspending disbelief um you know i don't have phone service i'm not looking at my phone it's in it's in a backpack i guess for like emergency situations or taking a picture of something that really just awes me um and i was just you know walking around these hunks of rock and and scrub and you go from arches and across the way not even 30 minutes to uh canyon lands and the change in vegetation i remember that just striking me it's these these are right next to each other this is arlington and alexandria basically um 
and the the vegetation is completely different and the colors of the rocks are completely different and I really needed that as someone who hasn't really experienced the outdoors much as a child of suburbia who interacts with the, the city you know this sort of urban area now um you know to see like okay what does it look like when you take all the houses and the the ubers and the monuments away and uh i don't know that was that was really a a striking thing for me and i and i think i needed that to to you know understand okay what what if i take it all away if i opt out of it completely what is it what does it look like and i was fortunate enough to experience that with others um who had done that before but but also it's completely new for me and i think that um much like reading fantasy this year uh, doing things that are completely new um, are very helpful in, in centering. And it's it's hard when you're, you know, in your, at this point, late 20s to, to find, to, to feel like you're finding new things. Um, but when you do find them, even if, even if you decide they suck, uh, you still can say, I've done a new thing. And that gets harder and harder, so... I don't know. That's that's kind of how I I felt about those fantasy items. I think that you know, I, I really like that. I, I like that idea of of being somewhere and and sort of having that perspective and and placing yourself in in the universe. I you know I haven't really been to any national parks uh, myself, but I I think about uh, my experience the when I saw the Vatican and and you know, standing, standing at the foot of St. Peter's Basilica and just looking up and going, holy shit. You know, I know this is, I know there are taller buildings. Like this is the biggest thing I've ever seen. And it makes me feel like the smallest thing I've ever seen. And and like, you know, that, that experience that gives you pause to stop and, and sort of reframe the universe and, and, and what's my place in all of this is so it's humbling and, and, it's good and it's the kind of experience that everyone needs. Yeah. Yeah. Or Max, you could just win more Super Bowls and that's as good oh an experience as you can have. All right. <laughs> nope, that's that's the end of the year in review. Oh boy. Uh yeah, he's <sighs> he actually he actually happens to be wearing his his uh uh jingoist T shirt uh <laughs> with the the New England jingoists on it. Oh um, my god. All right. Well, if uh, if you want to tell us about uh, the moments that helped you escape in 2017, uh, come find us on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty Okay Pod and let us know what you think. All right. It is time now for the final installment of the year of everyone's favorite podcast segment. Pierce is sorry. What are you apologizing for this week? Uh. So. I think it was last weekend and I continued it. Um, I just bought a bunch of Cipollini onions, um, which I joked in, in line at, at mom's, which is a grocery store. Where I got them, uh, that, Oh, I'm sure that in Italian means little onions. It actually does mean little onions. <laughs> so, like I wasn't trying to show off that I, I didn't, I just guessed. Um, so I, I bought some onions and have been cooking with them and I was, you know, as, as these things happen with these apologies, I just had a reminder, some kind of self-reference to another time when I cooked with onions. And I remember 
fourth year of school, I decided to make French onion soup for someone. Uh, what's important is I made French onion soup for someone in their apartment, which French onion soup is is great. Um, yes, Max. Uh, <clears throat> French onion soup is wonderful, and uh, it was very good when it was completed. But when you don't necessarily control the the venue completely, like if someone has roommates, as you might expect, um, onions smell like onions, and when you <laughs> cook them, they really smell like onions, especially on the stovetop. So normally in these apologies, I I I just apologize to myself, but no, I I am sorry. I'm glad you're and admitting I, that. I, I am sorry that. Uh, this onion smell was was kind of unwelcome by people that that weren't privy to the fact that I was making French onion soup. Uh, and to be honest, I I don't know that I had made it by myself before, so I wasn't even completely prepared for the amount of onion smell. So okay, I, I messed up there. But here's the other thing: this is more the normal apology. So I'm sorry to those those roommates who weren't prepared for the onion smell. But also, I failed because people that you care about, you cannot let them have roommates that don't appreciate French onion soup. <laughs> and that's how we end the year. <laughs> you got to think about the people you oh care about because God. if you don't, if you don't help them with their own self-care, if you can't make connections with people and think about them and not just yourself, not just like, I'm going to make French onion soup and it offends people. You gotta, you gotta think about the other people. Make sure they're in safe situations. You are where they a can, goddamn hero. Where they can do self care or group care in the form of French onion soup. And if people aren't going to let them do their self care, then make sure they're out of that situation. Because you know what? You know what? Fuck the haters. Fuck Your the haters. ability to turn every apology into a non-apology is truly an inspiration. Yep, I. Yeah, I, I think that that's actually thematic of some powerful people this year as well. Uh, yeah, I would say so. It's not a it's not a good thing. Um, okay. Well, I mean, most of this episode was essentially a, a, a big idea from from pop culture, uh, so I won't I won't spend too much time on this. Oh, but, uh, I'll 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 do something like in five seconds. I great binged watched. Um, Mr. Robot this this past week, uh, the third season, and a lot of people. The first season. Oh, was, I feel like you zoomed past me now. Yeah, the, the first season. Episodes, the first season was so cool, and we weren't prepared for it. Second season happened, and people were like, "What? Where is this going? This this just got too crazy." Third season, man, that that is back on track, and uh, I I cannot. <laughs> that is not an escape. That is really not that fanatical it doesn't have that much suspended disbelief because it hits no, a it too doesn't. close to home yep but it's as far as uh a mirror of our times or mirror is not really good but a reflection that's also a mirror um as far as thinking about our time goes in it, it, contemporaneously uh it's just such an excellent program so i highly recommend it i think that that's perfect that is a that is a great recommendation to go out on i uh I must be a, an episode or two behind you because uh, I know I haven't watched it in probably two weeks. Uh, but I've been following along and, and agree. It is it's phenomenal. It's a, a show that 
seems like it's kind of recaptured its footing. It's it is operating at a high level. Um, so check out Mr. Robot. Uh, maybe first two seasons are on Amazon Prime. Does yeah. that sound right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. I uh, hope you all have an enjoyable holiday time, whatever whatever holiday you celebrate, or if you don't celebrate holidays at all and just take advantage of some time off from work. Yeah. You know, uh, hopefully you get a chance to spend some time with family and friends and, you know, we'll we'll be doing that. Uh, we're we're recording this about a week before Christmas, so or or emus and kangaroos, right, Max? Well, yeah. He'll also Do you not be even know what snacks. the animals are? He'll snacks. also be with people who are theoretically friends, right? Kiwi. It yeah. fell under the umbrella that I was I was talking about. I don't know. Animals make some new friends. friends. Huh? Some kiwi friends. There you go. Kiwi friends. Kiwis. All right. Steve, you're gonna hang out with Stephen Adams. That would be really cool, actually. Yeah, swing it at the knees. I feel like he's gonna be in. I feel like he's gonna be in Oklahoma. It's gonna be tough. Listen, yeah, I'm going to Oklahoma for three weeks. Oh, oh good. That's, that's dark. All right, let's have fun on that. that note. <laughs> yeah, um, that is the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Pretty Okay Pod, or drop us a line at It's Pretty Okay at gmail.com and let us know what you think. You can get this and every episode of the show at our home on the web, www.prettyokpod.com, along with all of our writing. Uh, As I mentioned before, we'll have a uh, list of some of our favorite songs of the year um, from from all the people you know and love. Uh, Ian and Megan are are doing it, and I think all three of us are as well. And I'm not sure if uh, I'm not sure if any anyone else has offer to contribute but uh you know if you want to i find us at those contact places i mentioned a second ago um or you can subscribe to our feed so you never miss an episode they go right to your phone do that on apple podcasts or most other places that you listen if you do that please do us a favor leave a rating leave a review comment uh tell a friend about it Subscribe on your cousin's phone on Christmas Eve. Do, you know, do what you want to do. Uh, And uh, we will see you again in 2018. Uh, We'll be back again next week, as always, to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. Thanks for listening. Death is a complete loss of power